Welcome to the Strongstown United Methodist Church. Join us for worship each Sunday morning at 11. Here's this week's message. Today comes from Jeremiah 23, 1-6, and then Luke 23, 33-46. Now that happened. Woe to the shepherds who are destroying and scattering the sheep of my pasture, declares the Lord. Therefore, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says to the shepherds who tend my people. Because you have scattered my flock and driven them away and have not bestowed care on them, I will bestow punishment on you for the evil you have done, declares the Lord. I myself will gather the remnant of my flock out of all the countries where I have driven them and will bring them back to their pasture, where they will be fruitful and increase in number. I will place shepherds over them who will tend them, and they will no longer be afraid or terrified, nor will any be missing, declares the Lord. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up to David a righteous branch, a king who will reign wisely, and do what is just and right in the land. In his days, Judah will be saved and Israel will live in safety. Safety. This is the name by which he will be called the Lord, our righteousness. There Luke 23. When they came to the place called this call, there they crucified him, along with the criminals, one on his right and the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. The people stood watching, and the rulers even sneered at him. They said he saved others. Let him save himself, if he is the Christ of God, the chosen one. The soldiers also came up and mocked him. They offered him wine, vinegar, and said, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was a written note above him which read, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he said, since you under you are under the same sentence? We are punished justly, for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered him, I tell you the truth. Today you will be with me in paradise. This is the word of God for the people of God. We look at the scripture from Jeremiah. Jeremiah was in a time when there was a lot of false prophets. And the few prophets that were doing what they should do, like Jeremiah and Isaiah and a few of the others, they were actually rebuking the prophets that was, it was trying to smooth over things. They was trying to make things like nothing was really wrong. And when you think about this, a lot of times that's what we try to do. We try to believe that everything is all right, even though maybe it's not where it should be. And sometimes as I read this, it made me think about 
myself and about other pastors. And it says that, that if we don't lead the, the group, the flock as it's called in this case, the people that's under our care, if we're not doing it in the right way, we will be the ones that will be punished and destroyed. But that also goes for everyone that's in any position of leadership, especially within the church. But God is telling us that we are responsible. We are responsible for each other, if you think about it. We're responsible of what we say, how we say it, what we do, how we do it. So we need to be careful of what we're doing and what we're saying. Because God himself was telling Jeremiah that these other prophets were kind of watering down the the service and watering down what was going on around them. And, and that's what we find today with a lot of people that are preaching, they're trying to make it so there's nothing really bad going on. But sometimes we have to tell you that it's, it's not good right now. There's a lot of bad things going on around us. There's a lot of evil happening around us. And we need to know that. We need to realize that we are all responsible. And that's what it's about. God is saying here, Jeremiah's writing the words, that's telling us that we need to be told the truth. Not watered down, not made like everything is okay, because it's not okay. That we need to be thinking about what we're doing and what we're saying. Because God himself says, if we don't, we will be punished. Now that puts a lot of responsibility on pastors, on people that are speaking, if you think about it, puts a lot of responsibility on me. And, and as I was reading this and studying this, it made me think, you know, that it's hard to do God's work. And it's hard to be sure that you're doing it right. So if there's ever a time when I'm doing something wrong or saying something wrong, please don't be afraid to tell me because I'm doing the best I know how to do right now. But we all need to learn. And sometimes constructive criticism can be good, right? So we need to learn that. And I'm not afraid of constructive criticism. So keep that in mind. But God is saying here that he will gather his remnant. He will gather his remnant. Now when I think about that, I think about, you know, he was talking about the Israelites. They've been scattered and he's going to bring what was saved back together. If we look around our church, we can think about us as the remnants. If this church was full at one time, which I hear stories that it was pretty full at one time or other, and what's happened? We've scattered. We've went around the country. People have fallen away from God. And it's our job, it's our job as those that are left here, to bring those other people back in. To help fill up the church. It's not all my job. I know it's partially my job. But it's a little bit of everybody's job. Because we need to be out there talking to family, talking to friends, and inviting them to church. We need to fill these pews. Because we're in a time when there's a crisis going on around us. If you think about some of the things that have happened just recently. Threats at the schools. Worrying about children. Threats that's going on. Shootings that's happening around the country. We are in a time of crisis. And we need to be praying 
for one another. We need to be praying for those who do not know Christ. God says, I will bring the remnant back together. I will gather my people. But he goes on to say, I know he was talking about in the Israelite times, but it actually fits into our time if we think about it. Everything that's going on in here comes right into our time if we realize it. But then he tells us that he will raise up a branch from David. And we know that when Jesus came, he was called the son of David. He was called many, many things, but it was in the lineage of David that he came. Now they were talking about him coming, but we know that that has already happened. And he goes on to say that his name will be called the Lord of our righteousness. He is a king, a king that will reign over each one of us, will reign over the land. And we need to think about that. Today is actually a celebration of Christ the King Sunday. You know, we think about Thanksgiving coming up this week, but we need to also think about that we should be thankful because of Christ. We need to be thankful because of what he did in our lives and what makes the difference. And I wanna talk a little bit about what it says in Luke. And I know it starts out about his uh, being crucified, but I don't think that's the part that I need to be talking about today. I want you to think about here is Christ on the cross, but there was two criminals, one on his right and one on his left. Kind of reminds you of when uh, James and John was fighting over who's going to sit on his right when, when Christ had his kingdom. Well, here is two criminals that are in that position. And even, even as Christ is being as dying on the cross he says father forgive them for they know not what they do and here's these two criminals and the criminals along with the people around him are rebuking Christ they are saying things to him that they probably shouldn't have been saying they were saying if you are the Christ the son of God get yourself off of this of this cross and of course the criminals are saying and us too and you imagine that the one is saying you know especially the one is saying that you should be the one to save us and yet they make fun of the sign that says the king of the jews and we know that it should have been the king of everybody right not just of the jews it's my opinion of that but the criminals are hurling insults at him the one criminal and the other one now imagine this the other one begins to speak to the first one and say, how can you do that? Why are you ridiculing Christ? Don't you fear God? So here's a criminal that feared God enough that he was taking the side, shall we say, with Christ. <laughs> He's talking to him and he says, this man, this man has done no wrong. We're getting what we deserve as criminals, but Christ has done no wrong. And then he says to Christ, remember me when you come into your kingdom. I want you to look at those words and think about that. Here's a criminal that says to Christ, he's on the cross, he's dying. He knows that he's gone to his deathbed. And he says to Christ, remember me. 
He didn't say that I'm going to repent. He didn't say, save me. He said, remember me. Remember me when you come into your kingdom. And what does Jesus say in return? He says, I tell you the truth. Today, you will be with me in paradise. Just by saying, remember me. As I was thinking about this part, I was thinking about how many times it, as a pastor we get calls to do a, a funeral service. And, and it's usually when the undertaker will say, this family has no church affiliation. And that is a bad situation. Think about it. If people have no affiliation to a church, they don't know Christ. Are they like this criminal that's on the cross that's dying? And at the last minute, at the very last minutes of his life, he tells Jesus, remember me. I would like to believe that every one of us knows Christ in a way that we are comfortable with the fact that if something happened to each one of us, whether it was today, tomorrow, next month, whenever, and I'm not trying to rush anybody's time here. Please don't think that. But I, I would like to think that we're all in a position that we wouldn't have to worry about on our deathbeds, whether we'd say, Christ, remember me. Remember me. You know, we all have this tendency in our lives to say, I don't have time to take care of that now. I'll do it later. We put off God in our lives until later, till tomorrow, till the next day, because we're so busy. But I'd like to think that we are at least in a tune with God. That we have accepted Him as our Lord and our Savior. That if tomorrow comes and we don't have that opportunity to say, God, remember me, it may happen like that. Will we know Christ? Will we be ready for that moment? Will we know Christ? As we think about this week, a time of thanksgiving, let us be thankful because we know Christ as our Lord and Savior. But let us also think about those who do not know Christ. May we be in prayer for them this week. May we hopefully speak to someone and bring them to Christ. Hopefully we have that responsibility of, of inviting other people to our church. And hopefully we can make a big change in this world because I believe we are in our last days. That there's so much going on out there, so much negative things, evil things that's happening, that we need to know Christ as our Lord and our Savior. This is Christ the King Sunday. Let's remember why. We should be thankful because of Christ and because of what He's done for each one of us. Amen? Gracious God, we are thankful. We are thankful that we know you as our Lord and our Savior. And we pray, Lord, that we can speak to those around us, that we can help someone to find you, so that we are all ready, watching, waiting. Not waiting till that last minute to decide to accept you as our Lord and Savior. Not waiting as the thief on the cross saying, remember me, but knowing you before that time. Knowing you. Lord, there's a lot that happened in that day. And 
we know there's a lot we're not talking about, but we know that it was about knowing you. And I believe that's the most important thing in each one of our lives. So help us this week, first off, to be thankful and to know you. We thank you and praise you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.